Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Nicole Witt is my guest on the line. I let you know before the break that we we're going to be talking about the impact that this coronavirus is happening, or having rather, on the adoption process. So many uh, parents out there looking to uh, to have a, a little baby of their own or a child, uh, either unable to uh, have their own or whatever the circumstance may be. And, well, that process requires uh, certain movements, certain interactions with people, certain uh, behavior, which has all been discouraged in light of the coronavirus with uh, social distancing directives in place and stay home, stay safe, as, as we've heard here in Utah from the governor. Well, uh, that does not mean that the process of adoption has come to a screeching halt. There are a number of ways that folks uh, seeking to become parents through an adoption process have found uh, to to circumvent and to overcome the challenges posed by this COVID-19. And an expert on all of that joins me on the phone now, Nicole Witt, Executive Director of the Adoption Consultancy. Uh, Nicole, grateful to you for your time. Uh, tell me straight out, what's been the biggest impact on the adoption uh, or what, what's been the biggest impact on the adoption process by this COVID-19 circumstance? Well, you know, the biggest impact, as, as it has been in all areas of life, is, you know, the lack of in-person interaction that can happen. Um, and that's really taken a lot of different forms throughout the adoption process, from home studies to potential birth parents and, and hopeful adoptive parents building relationships to, you know, the, the potential birth mom not being allowed to have anybody in the hospital with her to travel restrictions. So it's the impact of all that, that inability to just interact with other people is really kind of spreading throughout the entire process. That's a good place to start. Maybe describe for us uh, briefly the the overall process. A pair of parents uh, or, or an individual or someone, a prospective adoptive person, uh, chooses uh, to go down this path. Uh, what are the various instances where they would interact with people? Yeah, one of the early steps is that they have to have something that's called a home study, and that requires, you know, a lot of paperwork that they have to fill out, but it also requires, um, <clears throat> excuse me, things like having to go to a government office to get, you know, fingerprints done and background checks, and it involves having a social worker come to your home to make sure you can provide a safe environment for a child. So those are some of the very early interactions, you know, that have been disrupted by this. The good news is, you know, everything is going forward with adoption. It's just that we people are finding creative ways to work around all of the different steps in the process yeah. that have been impacted. 
Talk to me a bit about some of those creative uh, workarounds that you've experienced. Well, you know, I think one of the most creative ones kind of comes more on the back end of it. So jumping to that a little bit is when it comes to when the baby is born. So a lot of times the adoptive parents are traveling from another state to where the baby's born. So obviously, you know, not being able to or wanting to fly or stay in a hotel or eat at restaurants, things like that. So one of the most creative solutions, I've seen my clients starting to rent RVs for that trip, um, which has worked out great because, you know, nobody else is renting RVs right now. So the prices are good and the dates are flexible and they can sanitize the whole thing and they can cook and nobody else has to come in. Um, and they can just sort of, you know, live in that, drive however far across the country they need to drive and stay there, you know, until it's safe to go home. And then and so that's been a really uh, creative solution. And, you know, I think it's one that um, might stick around even after this pandemic passes because it does offer a lot of benefits. That's absolutely fascinating. And, and imagine the story. Imagine the story that that family will share forever. You know, this pandemic you know, is breaking a lot of hearts and it's threatening out a lot of people's livelihoods and such. And it has caused certainly a, a massive inconvenience. But imagine uh, being able to, uh, as a family, have in your personal archive uh, the foundational story, uh, which at its core uh, was a story of triumph, overcoming difficult uh, circumstances, finding a creative way around uh, the, you know, the challenges that you're presented, and uh, being able to come together in the midst of that. That's an admirable thing. I, I kind of like that a lot. In fact, you know what I, I might want to do? I might ask you afterwards if I could uh, put you in touch with uh, producer Amy a little bit more. Maybe you could help us uh, track down one of these families and we could talk about uh, the, the experience that they have had uh, using an RV as a workaround. Sure, yeah, absolutely. What uh, thou has has every problem been solved? Are there still challenges uh, in the process? Are there still are there things that are being uh, damaged or hurt or injured or any in, by any uh, by this coronavirus deal? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say every problem has been solved because everything's still changing, you know, on practically a daily basis. So, you know, suddenly, uh, you know, one day a hospital might allow one visitor with the expectant mom, and the next day they might allow zero visitors, right? So every mm-hmm. day it kind of seems like there's a new challenge coming up. But um, really to everybody I've seen involved in the process is, is really stepping up from, um, you know, judges allowing attorneys to appear from home instead of needing to come into their courtroom, to um, allowing, you know, virtual um, notarizing of documents. Mm. And, you know, everybody's just trying to figure out a way every time there's a new obstacle, there seems to be a new solution. So it really has been a very positive and encouraging thing to witness. You know, I think it's, of course, causing a lot of stress, especially for the, the hopeful adoptive parents, you know, who feel like every step of the way there's sort of been another obstacle for them. Um, but it, it really is encouraging to see see the community coming together and solving every problem as they arise. That's admirable. That's inspiring. That's very cool. Uh, Listen, uh, Nicole Witt, Executive Director of the Adoption Consultancy, I'm grateful to you for your time. I'm grateful to you uh, for the service you render uh, to these would-be families, ultimately leading them towards uh, uh, you know the, the family unit they they crave. Uh, you're doing a wonderful service, uh, and thank you for your your information here today. Oh, no problem, and please stay safely. 
100%. You do the same. Uh, listen, we're going to take a break here in a moment. We are standing by awaiting Governor Gary Herbert, uh, Superintendent Sid Dixon, along with state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. They're all going to give their respective updates. Uh, we have unfortunately uh, had to report here on these airwaves that the uh, number of deaths here in the state of Utah attributable to the coronavirus has increased by one. Now uh, there have been 19 Utahns to have lost their lives to the coronavirus. It's a heartbreaking thing. Uh, there are other uh, updates and details in terms of numbers Dr. Angela Dunn will outline. We're also going to hear about uh, how the public and charter schools here throughout the state will operate for the remainder of the school year. Uh, will class be back in session or will that be it for the year? See you in the fall, kids. We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.